This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, if you are someone that you know has been trying to find baby formula, you know how hard a task that's been over the past few weeks. Parents and caretakers are traveling long distances, and they're often finding nothing more than empty shelves. So why is this happening? And what's the solution? How is it affecting people in our area? In a moment, we're going to check in with a Chicago Tribune reporter. But first, joining us to share her experience is Reset listener Edith Willoughby in Munster, Indiana. Hi, Edith. Hi. Welcome to the program. You have been struggling, I hear, to get specialty formula for your seven-month-old. How difficult has it been? It has been extremely difficult. So we are on an amino acid-based formula, and the one that we were on was actually the one that got recalled back in February. So we immediately switched over to a competitor, but of course, so did everyone. So that's actually when the struggle started for us. Um, It was hard, but not impossible to Mm -hmm. find the formula. But now within the recent weeks, it's impossible. So what have you been doing to, to try to get your hands on formula for the baby? Yeah, so we have reached out to family and friends all over the state, all over the country to just search their local stores. We have had some luck that way. Um, I also joined this uh, Facebook formula exchange that um, consists of other mothers, too, who have extra formula or their babies no no longer on formula. Um, And I've had a little bit of luck there um, within the last couple weeks or so. But again, lately, it's just impossible. There's nothing. Um, The shelves are bare and it's really tough. Boy, help us understand, too, Edith, you mentioned your baby needs an amino acid based formula. Why is that? Yeah, so when she was two months old, she was diagnosed with a severe milk protein allergy and reflux. And we tried a variety of different formulas, even hypoallergenic ones. Mm-hmm. But the only ones that actually made her comfortable and she's doing really great on is the amino acid based formula, which includes zero milk. So in general, has that made things more challenging to get her food? It is because um, for regular formulas, there's generic brands, there's store brands that are available. Um, but for us, there is no option um, because it is so specialized. It's only made, um, you know, there's only, I believe, three different brands out there. And one of them is, you know, currently recalled. So that has made it even more difficult for us to be able to locate food for her. Have you been hearing from other parents in the area about the shortage? What are they saying to you? I have, yes. So every single parent who I know who is feeding their child formula is suffering right now because of this. Um, like I said, now it's even the generic. It's so hard to go by, so hard to find. Um, the, the shelves are just bare right now. Yeah, I uh, was at the, the pharmacy over the weekend as well and noticed the same thing. I think there was one can left, uh, a brand I actually didn't recognize, um, and then one can inside sort of the, uh, the section where they have uh, the formulas locked off um, in, mm-hmm. in shelving. Yeah. So two cans in total in, in the section that you could tell would hold a lot more than two cans. But uh, right. seeing that, uh, I wonder if you have any hope that this shortage will be resolved soon. I mean, I feel like, you know, one can always hope, but it, from what I heard, I know the Abbott plant is reopening or going to be reopening soon, but it ta- there's so much goes into formulating one batch of formula that I just, I envision this is going to be going on for at least a few more months. So folks are listening right now to this, uh, this situation, Edith. Anything else that you've noticed over the past few weeks that you want to make sure that folks are aware of? 
Yeah, you know, one of the big things that I've noticed, especially being on that Facebook formula exchange group, is there's unfortunately a lot of people who are trying to take advantage of the situation. And if they have a can, they are trying to sell it for double or triple the price. And, you know, that's affecting everyone. Um, our formula is already very expensive as it is because it's so specialized. And so when you have people trying to resell it for double, triple the price, I mean, that's just taking advantage wow. of people. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough. Oh, that's that's so irritating. I, I'm I'm so sorry to hear that uh, you and other parents are, are going through this struggle, Edith. Uh, that's Reset listener Edith Willoughby in Munster, Indiana. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I hope this does get resolved very soon. Thank you. Let's turn now to Lisa Schenker, who's a Chicago Tribune healthcare business reporter. Hi, Lisa. Welcome back to Reset. Hi. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for for joining us, Lisa. You've been listening along to our conversation with Edith. Is her experience unique? Unfortunately, um, I think a lot of parents are going through what she's going through. I mean, I think this is heightened, especially for parents whose babies need have special nutritional needs and need really specialized formulas. But I think a lot of parents are really struggling to find the formulas they need right now. Why might some parents need a, a specific kind or, or brand of formula? In Edith's case, it was uh, her baby needs an amino acid-based formula. But what else is there? What are the options? Um, I mean, I think, you know, like Edith said, some babies have an intolerance to cow's milk protein, and then they need a special formula. Um, and, you know, even for babies that don't maybe have, like, that special needs specifically, I, I think a lot of parents are very hesitant to just switch brands or buy whatever's on the shelf in any given day because babies get used to a certain formula. They react well to a certain formula and another brand, you know, they might be more fussy. They may have more GI issues. It's just not the kind of thing that I think parents want to experiment with. We got uh, a message from Irina in uh, Bloomingdale. I want to play a little bit of what she had to say, and then we can discuss on the other end. My five-month granddaughter uh, uses the Happy Baby Organic Formula, and we couldn't find it as we usually would find it at Myers or even on Amazon. We couldn't find it anywhere. I went online, checked several stores, and found the one store, one target, which is which was like 26 miles away from where we live. Uh, I put an order for two boxes. That was all uh, that was left there. That was like a month ago. I, I drove to that store, uh, and I was lucky enough to find another two boxes on a shelf. So I bought all four boxes of that formula. And for now, we should be okay. But what's next? So Irina also said she couldn't find any formula for her granddaughter in March and that her family was able to find only two boxes in April. So, Lisa, what's a parent to do right now? I mean, it's. I think that's what's so frustrating to a lot of parents is that they're just spending, like, hours searching websites to see who has it, where they can find it, um, looking online. Um, I mean, even hearing, from, leftovers. even hearing from Edith about the Facebook group, I was like, oh, my goodness, it's, it's come yeah. to that. Right. There's a lot of people on Facebook now looking. Um, I mean, the FDA, though, has advised, they're saying, you know, people should absolutely not make homemade, attempt to make homemade formula. Um, They should never dilute formula by adding water to it to stretch it out longer. Those are 
big things parents should not do. Um, and people just really need to talk to their pediatricians to see if their pediatricians have recommendations for alternate brands or anything else they might be able to try if they're really having a problem finding a specific formula. Tell us what else you've uh, you've been hearing from parents in our area specifically who are who are struggling uh, to get formula. And and I'm curious whether you've noticed any areas of Chicagoland struggling more than others with this issue. Yeah, I mean, I think the the word I keep hearing from parents is anxiety. It's just it's very anxiety inducing, not knowing if you're going to have enough to feed your child in a few weeks or a few days. Um, and I think parents are just doing everything in their power to find it, calling around, trying different websites, taking to Facebook. Um, and I think that some areas are harder hit um, in that there may be uh, an issue of access to grocery stores or um, pharmacies where you can buy formula. Uh, I mean, parents with resources maybe can spend hours a day looking online to find where the formula is, or they can go to five different stores to look. But if you live on the west side of the city or the south side of the city where maybe there's only one local grocery store and you don't have a car, you're not going to go to six stores to try to find formula. And so I think there is a lot of fear about, uh, you know, how people in those areas of the city are coping with this. Now, there are a couple reasons why we're seeing the shortage right now. Can you talk to us about what happened at that one major formula plant, which is Abbott Nutrition? Sure. So um, the... FDA and CDC started getting reports of um, four babies who uh, had bacterial infections after they had uh, consumed formula made at a an Abbott plant in Sturgis, Michigan. And uh, all four babies were hospitalized. The bacteria may have contributed to the deaths of two of those babies. So um, the FDA did. Uh, opened an investigation into the plant. Abbott issued its recall of the formulas made at that plant, of different types of formulas made there. Um, and uh, at this point, the plant is still closed. Um, but Abbott has said that once they get the FDA's approval to restart operations, they think they could be uh, up and running again within two weeks of that. And it would be another six to eight weeks from that point when formula might start hitting the shelves. And um, during when the FDA did their inspection, they did find some subsamples, uh, environmental subsamples collected from the facility to be positive for the bacteria. Um, though they noted that in the product they sampled, none of the product was positive for the bacteria. Um, Abbott maintains that um, the bacteria that they did find um, was in areas of the plant that were not related to a product, not related to the formulas, and that the ba that has not been linked to any of the infant illnesses. So there's some back and forth going on here. I but see. Abbott said that they have made changes at the plant. They've addressed some of the problems the FDA found, and they're waiting for the FDA to uh, give the green light on that. And, and even before that plant closure, Lisa, formula was still scarce because of the, the supply chain issues. Right. right. This didn't. Yeah, this didn't start with the Abbott recall. There were supply chain issues related to the pandemic that was making this an issue even before then. But then once the recall happened, that really exacerbated the situation because Abbott is a major producer of formula and it, it put pressure on other manufacturers. 
I was reading this, uh, Lisa, that the nationwide out-of-stock rate for baby formula hit 43% this month. Do you know what that means? The per- that's the percentage of um, formula that would be like out of stock at um, stores in across the country um, in the Chicago that area. Seems like a very high number. Yeah, in the first half of 2021, it was only about two to eight percent. So you can see how much that's oh, wow. jumped. Forty three percent. So we've talked about the FDA's uh, addressing this issue. You know, it says it is working. Uh, to to address the issue and, and keep it a top priority. Anything else public officials are saying right now that we should know? Um, well, the FDA commissioner was on the, the Today Show this morning saying that he thinks it's likely that the Abbott plant will be back up and running uh, within two weeks, potentially. Um, so maybe there's something coming there and the FDA is um, also has said it's trying to ease this by talking with all the major manufacturers about how much they can produce and by trying to make it easier for formula from out of the country to come into the U.S. And you're keeping an eye on this, Lisa. What specifically going forward? Sure. I mean, I'm going to be waiting to see for when the FDA approves the uh, Abbott plant to reopen in Michigan and how long it takes for them to get up and running with the formula and whether you know, how much that eases the shortage. Lisa Schenker is a Chicago Tribune healthcare business reporter. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.